Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Podcast. Today is March the 2nd, 2023. We will no longer have a month without meaningful baseball till December. Is it the World Series going into November this year? I assume so. It has the last few years. So honestly, I did not look at that final schedule, but it has like for the few last few years. So I guess there could be a sweep. We could like <laughs> November 1st be fucked, but I do think that it, it, I do think it's scheduled to go into November. All right. Well, um, yeah, that's exciting. I mean, well, I still don't even know when the WBC starts. The like, when do they get out there? Do they get, are they go? I heard that might've been Goldie's last game yesterday. Yeah, I but think I'm they're not heading sure. out either this week, like tomorrow or this weekend. I think they start the games around the 10th. Let me, I'll look I thought, that up, I thought but... the 11th, but I didn't know they'd be going out nine days early. But um, yeah, just I think to, they are. We are recording this on the first. So by yesterday, I meant Tuesday would have been because um, they didn't have a game today. But... You ruined so many things, dude. No one well, would know I... that if you didn't tell them. Why, do you, why does it matter? I just don't know why you tell them. What are you telling people for? All right. Well, I don't think anybody cares at all. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, the, I mean, it's kind of crazy what you wake up today. March 8th. March 8th. So a week from, since you ruined it, a week from today. But I started the show saying it was March 2nd, which is now tomorrow. <laughs> but when people are watching it, it's really today. So a week from yesterday for the 8th. But you get what I'm saying. March 8th is uh, Pool A starts March 8th. Yeah, but what, what happens if tomorrow morning we trade for um, Shohei Otani? And well, then we don't even mention it, and they think it's March 2nd, and we're like, why aren't you guys talking if, about it? If that happens, then, you know, whatever. Uh, but I mean, Lars Newbar is out there. This, with... Since you're listening to this, probably on March the 2nd, which is the way we started the show, you would have never known that we're recording this late at night on March 1st. Um, four weeks till opening day for the Cardinals. Well, for four essentially weeks, everybody. Huh? But four weeks yeah. to the day. I'm just ready. I'm I'm telling you what, today was hell day for me with midterms. Um, I had two of them and I I'm so ready for baseball season. I had two yeah. midterms today. I have a story I'm writing. It's been a bad week for me. Bad week um, for Caleb in the college sphere. Well, and Illinois lost again. So there's that. Uh did get a nice little taste of baseball tonight. Went with my neighbor up right up the road, literally 1.3 miles away is the Tulane baseball stadium. Went to see Tulane play University of New Orleans. UNO won six to five. Great game. Uh, sat actually by the, the parents of the starting pitcher who was from Lafayette, Bo Blanchard. Remember that name. Uh, 6 5, 220 was throwing 95 in the third inning. Most guys only went three innings. It's early in the season. I think it's only like their sixth or seventh game. But this kid, is, I mean, is built. They had UNO had three kids throwing 94 95 tonight. I think we saw just about the entire stable, saw four jacks. Really good game. Six to five, UNO wins. Yeah, well, a nice lot to be back at the ballpark. Like, and I love college baseball, man. It the environment's fun. Uh, you know, you're 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 not getting with these two teams this year. You're not getting the heights here, like with LSU right up the road. But it's still, I mean, massive competitive, great players. Like little third baseman, maybe five ten, hit one over the four ten, four hundred sign, still going up, and then almost hit another one. Uh, he's from Brook, I think Brooklyn, New York. I think he's Puerto Rican. Jesse De La Cruz was his name. Really, but had a blast. It was awesome. Yeah, they should be. Um, I will forever have at least a little bit against college baseball until they go to wood bats. 
Yeah, I understand that. There's zero reason for those kids to be where, to have be using metal bats at this point. I do. You, do you believe? And we don't have to. Get, we're not going to go deep in this. Is we're not a college baseball podcast. But do you think it's a cost thing for the universities? Like, I mean, it has to be, right? I mean, you can't tell me that the deals. Are, I mean, obviously, I'm sure they would sign the deals, but I'm and I'm not talking at the elite power five conferences. I just wonder if with the lower ones, and there are like I think the league that Harper played in, right, was a wood bat. Junior college leagues. Sure. There are two co-leagues that, that are, I believe, Wood Bat League. I'm with you. I'm in agreement. I mean, they've already gone down to the BB core bats, which, you know, kind of like uh, the little steroid use of a uh, Wood Bat. But I just wonder if it's the cost. I, I don't know if that if that's what it is or, or what it is. I'm not sure. I just like the sound of Wood. And also you have these kids that are bigger than some of the major leaguers. Uh-huh. Like if I'm a pitcher, no way am I throwing. I'm not. I want to be actually. You know what? I want to be a pitcher because I I'd be scared shitless of a 250 pound kid standing there with a metal bat against yeah. me. It, it was a fun game. Like I said, I think both teams were pretty well matched. Neither team very very talented this year. I, I'm not not talented. Not very good as far as the record goes. Um, I'm going to be going to a bunch more games up there when it's this close to get to go see D1 baseball. That's pretty awesome. I think tickets yeah. were 11 bucks. We were in second row. Yeah. You know, yep. again, Adam Lane, right? Because I, I, yeah, I, do I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to say. I don't know how to good. segue. That. that was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. Why, by the way, while we are segueing, um, is that a segueing? Isn't that what it looks like? Segueing? Why is segue? Just, we're not going to spend time talking about segue. Move on. Okay, segueing. While we are segueing and you're watching, go ahead and please, if you would, we would greatly appreciate you to hit that subscribe button. Thank you. The subscription numbers are are steadily increasing every episode that's because of y'all thank you for that kid put out a very nice tweet today thanking you guys for our uh our positional player podcast profiles um whatever yeah it's i it's easier for me to put it into text and to put it into words so i just decided to tweet it and we'll, so go read it if you want to see our, our much more, the, more of a hallmark kind of guy our twitters are in the um and i think a lot of people are finding our twitters through the description down below the video because oh, so, we've been getting a decent amount of followers from it i believe that's why so they're that's there nice. but yeah let's segue into adam wainwright um I, i'm just gonna start it on a personal level uh i've never met the man uh he seems like one of the finest humans that i i think you could ever meet what i will say is this uh i've been a cardinal fan for let's say 41 years 1982 is what i really remember watching the cards went to games before that don't really remember that um so 41 years, he would be on my Mount Rushmore of favorite Cardinal pitchers. And he's maybe right there on the on the cusp, if not already on Mount Rushmore, favorite Cardinal players of all time. I mean, for a guy to have been here for 17, this is 18th, 19th season here, 2005, I think was his first year with the, in the big leagues here. Um, for what he has done for, for, for me as a fan, for the Cardinal organization, for the city of St. Louis, and for the game of baseball, I will forever be grateful. So I was very happy to have him come back for another year. Yeah, I mean, he, I don't know Cardinal baseball without Adam Wainwright. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know anything before that. Um, it was him and Chris Carpenter. Those are the two. When I think of Cardinal pitchers, it's always those, those two in my those head. Those two would be um, on my Mount Rushmore. No offense to Adam Wainwright. I do love him. He'll never pass Chris Carpenter in my head because <laughs> I remember 2011 and no one's ever going to pass that. Because you don't remember t- 2006 and the Yakker to Carlos I, Beltran. I don't. I was four, but I do yeah, remember right. That's what, I'm saying. what Chris Carpenter yeah. did to the Phillies and yep. the Rangers, and that will forever be in my memory. But yeah, I mean, he's. I'm just going to say he's the second second greatest Cardinal pitcher of all time. Legacy, longevity, impact, he's second. Okay. All right. Behind, above Dizzy Dean? 
behind Bob Gibson, yes. Okay. All right. I mean that. I mean, busy I, the stats, in the hall. We're gonna get to that in a little bit too. The stats but, may be different. Hmm. Well, the um, stats are always gonna be different. It's but here's the thing, Dad. Stats. Busy Dean played what seven seasons? It looks like with the Cardinals, and then four with the Cubs. He didn't play yeah. eighteen seasons with the Cardinals. I, I, I'm not arguing. So, um, I mean, the only guy he's really chasing right now is Bob Gibson. No one's ever going to catch Bob Gibson. Let's right. be real. But for me, he's number one in my lifetime in terms of impactful Cardinal pitchers. Um, the only thing he really was missing was if Clayton Kershaw wasn't Jesus for 10 years, he would have his Cy Young, and that would kind of complete the, the I don't know if you want to say trifecta, but maybe more than that. But breaking the record with Yadier Molina, the greatest catcher in the organization, for a record that will never be touched last year. Um, all, I think he's second in starts in Cardinal history, or he's up there. I think um, second is is correct. I believe that's yeah, what I saw. He's as about well. to, he's going to surpass two hundred wins this year. All yeah, one ninety five currently at one ninety five. So he's played yeah. every every major league game he's played has been with the Cardinals. I mean, he's been. I know he wasn't he wasn't playing in the two thousand eleven series, but he has two championship rings. One of them we know how impactful he was. He was the closer in during the World Series. You just mentioned the Carlos Beltran strikeout. For me, that you cannot find a, a more impactful starting pitcher or pitcher in general other than Bob Gibson, this organization's ever had. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because I had heard Adam Wainwright's name maybe a year before we traded for him in the Braves organization. He's first-round pick, and he was like Mr. Everything in Georgia. I think he was. I think he played football, basketball, and baseball, I believe. Um, Braves drafting first round, and I just remember, like, he was he was soaring through their system, it felt like. And I, I just remember, I don't know if I read it. I had to have been. That's back in the days of the magazines, right before the internet. Um, and I just remember, I mean, the internet was out, but you know what I'm saying. Um, I remember reading about like Adam Wainwright being this guy. And then when we made the trade, the JD Drew and Eli Marrero to, to Atlanta, and we got Ray King and we got Jason Marquis. And Adam Wainwright, I won't say he was a throw in because that's not true, but he was the minor was. league. Yeah, he was the minor league guy. And I just remember uh, telling my buddies, I was like, I think getting, I, from what I've read, Adam Wainwright's going to be not patting myself. I'm just saying, like, I had read this and I was like, I can't believe we got Wainwright. And then all of a sudden he, you know, he's here. He's, and told, a lot know, of, he's told a lot of stories about being in Atlanta and his work ethic was not very good in Atlanta. That's right. what he said. Um, he had a lot of things to learn and he said he kicks himself still for not learning more from Greg Maddox, for not right. learning more from John Smoltz, who we got to play Tom, with again. Tom Gleffman, yeah. Because he got to play yep. with John Smoltz again, obviously, when yep. Smoltz was with the Cardinals for, I don't know, a couple months or however long it was. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, who would have thought? Who would have thought? J.D. Drew, for being this guy who was supposed to be the next Mickey Mantle, he wasn't, newsflash. Great career J.D. Drew did have, but kind of disappointing in the Cardinals sphere of things, just because he was supposed to be this next guy alongside Albert Pujols. Even he would have been before Pujols when he came up. Yeah, he was but, with McGuire, 90, yeah, 98, He was supposed to be that next guy. And yeah. for, for the, the next franchise guy, he never turned. He never really became that for the Cardinals, but he gave us that once he was right. traded away. So, you know, it's all forgiven. Well, you know, in the we talked a couple times, I guess two pods ago, when we were talking about Jordan Walker, about how, you know, I haven't necessarily been this excited about a player maybe since Oscar. Because to be fair, when Albert came up, Albert wasn't like – the pro like he wasn't supposed to be what Albert became you know what I mean like that that wasn't on the radar for everybody he made the team because Bobby Bonilla got hurt well and, and Mark next, McGuire said and he never leaving. left well so hold on Mark me, McGuire also said we're not leaving Jupiter without him right but for me but for Oscar the two guys that I I remember being so excited for with the Cardinals 
was J.D. Drew and Rick Ankiel. Like those, yeah. I, I was geeked for those guys because Tony had just got here. We had them coming up on the back of Mark McGuire. You had Ron Gant. You had Brian Jordan. We had that, that team was set there. Delino DeShields. You had Royce Clayton at short. Tom, you know, you had those guys coming in. And I just remember I was so excited for both of those guys. And, and Drew, because, I mean, they called him Mickey. I mean, they called him Mickey Mantle, essentially, is what, you know, they compared yes, him in the to. second round because they were the only ones willing to pay his. Yeah, um, he would have been the number one pick. And, yeah, but and also, I think it was Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia drafted him and he ended up going back to Florida State. Yeah, he didn't want to go there. Yeah, and then we ended up ended up with him. But they booed the uh, shit out of him whenever he was um whenever he would they went back there. But this is an Adam Leonard episode. It is, but I'm sorry, I, I just wanted to get to the point to where <laughs> so, that yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, here we go. Um, but that got us to Adam Wainwright. And then you see like 2006, and and I know that it credits him with a one-time world series. He's a two he, he's part Which of that. Bullshit, by I know, way. I agree. I don't why do they do that? I don't know. You're giving you're giving like here's the thing: you give the manager and the pitching coach well deserved the credit for the World Series ring. You're telling me Adam Wainwright had no influence on that ring at all in the clubhouse. Agreed. Agreed. 100 percent You're telling me he didn't talk to Chris Carpenter at all. Are you well, shocked maybe his, taste. Are you shocked that in his career he's only been to the All-Star game three times? No, a lot of injuries. Um all-Star game's weird with starting pitchers, too. Sometimes guys start one time, and they don't pick him because of when they're starting. Dylan Cease wasn't an All-Star last year. So, no, yeah, nothing fair. surprises me with that. Um, he's never started an All-Star game. Oh, maybe he has. Right. I, uh, I don't know. He, if he did. Has. Yeah, he gave that double okay. to Derek Jeter, didn't he? Okay. I don't know. If you, if and you Derek say Jeter's he did. last, He did. And Derek Jeter's last All-Star game. But um, um, you want to get Slugger Award winner. How about that? Robert, um, and then I was I'm also kind of shocked that he's only a two-time Gold Glove Award winner. Like, he's always been a very good defensive player. Can I be honest with you? I know. Unless you're Greg I'm, Maddox, I don't care about the Gold Glove Award winner. And hey, unless can you throw some goddamn respect on Jim Cott, who won like 17 in a row? Doesn't Greg Maddox? Greg Maddox has the record, I think. For uh, he, then he might have more than Cott. I thought Cott, um, maybe I made that number up 17, but he had a bunch. Yeah, I think you made that up, because that doesn't sound realistic. Also, Silver Slugger for pitchers, unless you're Zach Grinke, also don't care too much about that one. But um, yeah, also uh, he's done. Um, he's done everything. I hope he gets. Yeah, led the league in wins two years. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, he could do that again um, this I, year. Honestly, like he could. I think he, he would tell you. Um, the one thing he's probably most proud of, of with and we're talking about his, his accomplishments there as a baseball player, Roberto Clemente Award winner, twenty twenty. Um, I know that that is like that's when you're just to be nominated by your team, amazing. But then to win it in the entire league, that's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, like I um, said, I said at the beginning, and I'll stick to it. I don't know that we could have ever had a better ambassador for Cardinal baseball than Adam Wainwright. I, I, I mean, I, I'm that's no shade. I mean, Yachty, that's no shade at Albert Pujols. That's no shade at anybody. I just don't know if there's another a better ambassador for the city and baseball than Adam Wainwright. That's what I'll I mean, say. We know he's he's awesome, and you know, I don't know what else to say about him as a person. Like we've covered all of it. Roberto Clemente Award. It's the Walter Payton of the Man of Year of the Award. Correct. You know, the same thing. Um, it's the, probably the best honor as a man you can have in the sport, you know, to That's have Roberto, I, I mean, Roberto Clemente, just to have your name in a sentence oh. with that man is an incredible accomplishment for everything he's done for the Latin American com- um, community and major league baseball. I mean, it's imaginable. He died. The man died because he tried to help too much and put too much stuff on his plane. Right. Like that was why his plane went down. Some people believe because he put too much food or whatever it was on for the country right. he was going to. Um, so yeah, it's awesome, but now it's hard to segue away from who he is as a man, but I want to get into his performance because, let's be honest, 2020 and 2021, Adam Wainwright, that's some of the best Adam Wainwright we'd seen since 2014, 2015. Absolutely. You know, we, um, 
since probably since before probably he tore his, his Achilles, if we're being honest. Um, and the in the first, I mean, I don't know how many months it would have been, but up until October, I mean September of 2022, the guy had a sub three three ERA. Like we're taught people for some reason have gotten to a point of so much worry about Adam Wainwright because of a six, seven stretch period that they are now kind of counting him out, which by the way, keep doing it because he loves that shit. That's going to make him better. But also like, I, I don't get it. I think he's going to have to prove to me that he can't do it again before I believe he won't do it again because the guy was dead for three years, not dead, like physically, but dead in terms of his baseball <laughs> thank, career. Thank you for clarifying because some people in our like, audience might've been confused. By well, that. I didn't want people to think he was like going to come or something. He his arm was dead for like two or three years and he came back and had some of his best years of his career. Really nobody expected that. So I, I don't know. What do you expect for him this year? I expect him to be great again, honestly, to be at least, uh, at least a 200, I mean, run 190 innings pitched at least probably. Here's what I expect. I expect Adam Wainwright to go out every fifth day. I, and be Adam Wayne. Like, I honestly, I don't know what else to, I've seen it now for almost 20 years. Like, I don't know what else to expect other than he doesn't have the the elite stuff that he used to have as far as the, the high command of the fastball. He still throws probably more breaking balls than any pitcher in the game. He's going to continue that. He's going to throw strikes. There's going to be a game here or there where he doesn't look very good because the 85 mile an hour fastball gets hit and people sit on the curveball. 88. That's, okay. Okay. Credit. I apologize. The Sure. 88. If that's what we want to call it, we'll call it 88. I don't care how hard he throws. He's going to hit his spots. He's going to throw strikes. And what he'll do every game is he's going to keep you in that game for as long as he is in the game. And that's what I expect from Adam Wainwright, only because that's what he's done his whole freaking career. Yeah, I mean, people forget that there was, in 2021, he, like, there's that that saying, when you have an ace, it's like, that's win day, right? Like, that's the day you need to win. If you have that guy slated every fifth day, you have to win that game because it's the best chance to win. He was that guy. He was the only guy yes. in 2021. He was one of the only guys alongside Miles Michaelis for some, for a couple of months in 2022. I think he's going to, I mean, I don't know. Every time he goes out there, you know you have a chance to win. He may get shelled. and He may have a bad first inning where he gives up three. That does happen. But then he, but the next thing you know, he's gutted through five or six with only three runs. Like, that's what he does. I and think he's going to continue it. I just think he's going to continue doing it. So do I. Like, because I don't like, know why he won it. I'm not I'm not going to come on and make any bold predictions. I'm not going to come on and tell everybody that at 41 he's dead because I saw what he did at 40 and what he did at 39 and what he did at 38. So to me, that does – like the age thing does not matter to Adam Wayne, right? The guy knows how to pitch at, at, a, at the highest level that anyone can ever play baseball at, and he knows how to get out, and he knows how to utilize his defense. And if we're going to be honest, Kay, I think with this shift – and with the pitch clock, I think though he's going to use those to his advantage. That's what I think. Because um, I, okay. I honestly believe with the pitch clock thing, I think it helps our rotation a lot. Because I I, I heard I think it was Passon talk about the fact that the the one the pitchers that it's going to hurt the most are the high velocity, high energy guys because they need sometimes go to that 21, 22 second. So they can get that interval in between there and to get the ball and go back at 15. I think that helps our guys who are ground ball pitchers. They're not power guys, get the ball, throw the guys, use our defense. I think, I mean, I think that Adam Wainwright's going to utilize that to his, to his advantage. I agree with half of what you said. <laughs> I, That's better I, than most. I agree that I think the pitch clock is better suited for Wainwright and Miles Michaels to succeed. 100%. I don't even think there's an argument against that because they, they're going to be throwing 90. I mean, what, what Michael's going to be throwing 93, 94, no matter what. And Wayne right. is going to be throwing 88, 89. I do, not, I do think there is some valid concern 
where if you can't play your fielders exactly where you want them on ground balls, when you have a rotation that is so dependent on getting outs on balls in play, it could create some messes. I understand that, but we're, we also, I, I also believe that if we go back to baseball before, I'm not, you know, before the shift was a massive thing, we have elite defenders yes. who can make elite plays. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to trust Nolan. I'm going to trust Tommy. I'm going to trust Brendan slash Nolan at second. And I'm going to trust Goldie at first that, yeah, yeah I mean, there sure. are, there might be a few more balls that sneak through a lot. More. That might, that might happen, but there also might be a few more double plays where you, how many times have you and I've been watching the game and the shift, I mean, has hurt the pit. You know what I'm saying? So yes, I think the numbers, I kind of think that's that, a give and take. The numbers will tell you that it helps the pitches way more than it hurts them. Yeah, that's but you know, you, okay, you know as well as I do that those stats can be manipulated. Yeah, it might well, I know that I've seen a lot of, of the time. Hold on, but it's not telling you that it hurts you 43% stop. of the time. They wouldn't be putting players out of position if it wasn't helping them. I understand that. Like, but I don't want to be doing it. How many times have you seen We're not talking 100 0. Don't, how many don't, times uh, we're eliminating the word stop from your vocabulary. Okay, well then don't talk over me. How many times have you seen Adam Wainwright give up hard contact up the middle that has been an out? A lot. I don't, That's I not don't have a anymore. number. I mean, I can give you one instance in the wild card game where Trey Turner had a bullet up the middle right on the bag and it was a double play. He's going to give up a lot of balls in play, which to me, I don't think that favors him in terms of the shift. Because if you're going to have left-handed hitters, for example, going up against them, if they pull the ball hard on the ground, it's not an out anymore. That's a hit. And if it is going to be an out, I mean, I don't know if you have Nolan Gorman over there. It's going to be hard for him to get to all those balls because we know his range isn't as great as, you know, Tommy Edmonds would be over there. I don't know how it's really going to impact them. I will have to see because I think it's being overblown, to be quite honest with you, because you have to be on one side of the base, sure. But that doesn't mean you can't be right up against the base. Agreed. Agreed. Like, you can be right there. You don't. Yep. You can't be on the other side of it, but you can be right by it. And, and once the pitch is thrown, you can move if you want a little bit. And Tommy Edman is very quick. We know that. So he can do that. I do want to say we're very positive on this show. And we've we've given Adam Winter his flowers. His last season, haven't even brought that up, that up yet. He is retiring. Um, congrats, obviously, great career. He doesn't want us to talk about it. So you know what? We're just not going to talk very much about it. Here's what I will say. I do think the criticisms and the worry is warranted to an extent. Because at some point, we do know that pitchers and hitters, they go. They do. I mean, Father Time's undefeated. Um, last year, he had a weird – it was weird. The last month, he was saying it was dead arm. And then it turns out it wasn't dead arm. But was it both? We don't know. I mean, I'll take him at his word, but I do think it is valid to wonder, can, is Adam Wainwright being depended on too much to be the number two in this rotation? That's just given if Jack Flaherty can re- repeat what he's doing. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I do think – that the the burden of the load was a little bit heavier than it needed to be on Wayno last year. I think the hope has to be, right? I mean, we we can go in with all hopes and whatever, but I do think the hope has to be that you've got a healthy Flaherty, you've got a healthy Stephen Matz, you've got a, a year of Jordan Montgomery, you've got a Miles Michaelis. Wayno doesn't have to be the guy like you talked about earlier. That now you have to go out and win. I don't think you have to put that burden on his back now. I think yeah, Wayno, you know he's going to do that to himself. Of course he is. I'll, that's what all competitors do. But what I'm telling you is I think he can just go out this year and just be Adam Wainwright and not have to be the ace at 41 years old. Because if he is, then I'm with you. We're in a, like, that's not a good, maybe not a good situation for this team. Or it might be great because we might have three aces, two aces. But um, I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I do. I just, it, part of me wonders, like, 
And this, and I don't want to say this about him because I do believe he's going to be great. Well, at least good again. Like I don't think he's going to be bad by any means. I think he's going to have under a four ERA again. If he's around the three seven mark again, that's fantastic for us. Agreed. That gives you a chance to win every day. I just wonder if there's going to be a time where we say, "Oh, maybe he went a year too long." Do you think that Ali? I guess this will be interesting to see. We don't know. I guess making a prediction is sort of silly because Ali hasn't necessarily shown his propensity to do this yet. But I do wonder if they they limit his workload a little bit throughout the season uh, to make sure that you have an Adam Wainwright come August and September that is good. Or you just think they're going to go every fifth day he's taking the ball and we're not, you know, if we have an extra off day one week, we're not going to try and get him an extra day of rest. Just keep him on his regular rotation. He's, what do you think? He's emptying the tank. It's his last year. Okay. He's I appreciate that too. I just always um, wonder that stuff. I mean, you've got Hudson, you've got Palante, you've got yeah. Libertor, you got some other guys who could give Perceptual. you a spot start if you needed to. Right. Um, who I, I really hope we see. We can talk about him at some point, I guess, but I really hope we see him um, get a chance to start a game at some point in time. Hopefully, maybe it's when, you know, the division's locked up if that were to happen. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't really have much else to say about Wayno, I guess. I think for me, expectation is what he's done the last two years, to be quite honest, sans October or in September. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I don't – until he proves me wrong, I'm not – I'm just going to expect that he goes out every fifth day, takes the baseball, throws his gun behind the behind the, the mound, and does what Adam Wainwright has done since he's been here in 2005. That's essentially what – and obviously I know there was a hiccup there for a couple of years. I understand that. But he wasn't dead. Caleb has proclaimed that. Yeah, so we know that he was alive. He was alive. His arm was dead, though. He was alive. But um, And I'm intrigued to see him. He's going to have a blast at the WBC. I'm so excited for him to get to go out there, to be around all those guys. You you know Adam's going to have the mic, the, the headset on, because everybody's going to be interviewing him, because he's going to pit. You know he's fine throwing whatever they need him to throw. He's going to have a blast with all of those dudes. Uh, we know that when his career is done – when his career is done, do you think you think he just kind of goes into like that Fox role or that ESPN role? Or do you think, I mean, what do you, what do you see from him? I, I don't like, I know everybody yeah, wanted he, him to be the Cardinals guy. I don't see him doing that because happen. he's got young kids. When he's done playing, he's not going to commit to another 162 game thing without playing. No, that's not even realistic. I think, agree. I do think he will at some point. I don't know if it's immediately after, if he wants to spend time with his family. I honestly have no idea. But um, I will say, I don't think you're going to be in five years after he's retired saying, well, I wonder what Adam Wainwright's no, up to. I no, think you're going to know. Yeah, he has, know and up. Well, he might be a music star, a country music star. He has an album out. He has an album coming. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, yeah. You know, I mean, he, I the guy just does a little bit. I think he's kind of good at everything. Like, if you want to play him ping pong, he'd kick your ass. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think whatever what it is, he's good at. When, when you're... When your own when your career is almost taken from you, basically, because he was so bad for a few years and just wasn't enjoying it anymore. I think when you have a resurgence and you're still doing what you love to do, you probably get a greater appreciation. And that's I, and he's just been enjoying it the last few years. Agreed. Nice to see. Agreed. But I definitely I'm I'm with you. I think we see him in the booth when it's done. I don't know what it what capacity that is, um, but I I think that's where he's destined. He's very good. Every time he's interviewed, he's very good. He's a funny dude. He knows the game uh very like just has a very nice cadence about his like the way he speaks i think he'll be he'll do very very well on a national level uh one thing i do want to talk about before we before we uh kind of move on from wayno is where do you stand on the hall of fame talk with adam wainwright and before i tell you where i stand i kind of want you to i want to know what, what you think i think 
I think he'll get in. Um, maybe 30 years down the road, but I do think he will get in. At some point in time, Adam Wainwright will have a plaque in the in the Hall of Fame, I believe. Um, I don't know if it's going to be on his first 10 years in on the actual Rogers ballot. I don't, I, I honestly would lean towards probably no, but I think as we get farther away, it's going to be a Jim Cott situation where they say, well, we're kind of looking at stats differently. 200 wins is actually our, our number now to get somebody in the hall of fame. Um, and he did it for what 18 years and was great for most of those 18 years. And I think eventually he will be in the hall of fame, but it kind of worries me that it's not going to be till well after he's done playing. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I think that 200 number is, the number is huge. 300 is not like it's almost unattainable anymore. Yeah, no. You know, like it used to be 300, 3,500. Also, like that was, wins you know, don't K's matter. Or, right. Well, they they do to they pitchers. Don't. Like Jacob DeGrom but they won do to pitchers. Young. Oh, sure. But Jacob DeGrom won a Cy Young right. and he was nine and 10. Yeah, I understand that. And, and you know, Wayno did lead the league in wins twice. And here's what I'll say. And I, I'm just going to point at a few things uh, from doing some research that I think will help lean in his favor I think he goes in I truly believe because here's when you start to look at and and one of the main conversations that I agree with is where did you stack up during your playing time or your top 10 years even if you want to look at that but with the greats around you and if you look around like I mean he's fifth in active pitchers in war all right and and I know war's not everything and I know that the average war of a hall of famer is around 70 he's going to be in the 50s when it's all said and done probably he's at 47 I think now but he's only behind Verlander, Scherzer, Grinky, and Kershaw. Every one of those guys are heading to the Hall of Fame. Yes. So, I mean, if you're talking right now that you're looking, he's a top 20 pitcher in the last 18 years. There's no doubt about that. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, here, just to, let me just throw out a few more stats. This might maybe sway you a little bit. He's top 10 in ERA among current pitchers. Um, the He's uh, third on the, sorry, my apologies. Third on the list in innings. Only Scherzer and Verlander have more. He's fourth among current MLB pitchers and wins. Fifth among active SP, which we talked about in war, four top three top three finishes in Cy Young, and he's one of 36 pitchers all time with over 190 wins, 2,000 Ks, and lower than a 3.4 career ERA, while making more than 350 starts and throwing 2,300 innings. 29 of those guys are in the hall. Scherzer, Kershaw, Verlander, him, and Clemens aren't. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying pretty... I'm not saying I want to vote for him. I'm saying I don't think. Just so no one, no one, I haven't heard anyone that's a voter say, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. And normally you can tell these things before they happen. I knew that it was going to take Scott Roll on a while to get in. I knew that Todd Helton was going to take a while to get in. You can tell. I haven't heard one person say Adam Wainwright's going to the I, Hall of Famer. I think he's going to be heavily judged in the wild card era, all right, among those guys. And I think that's what he should be. And if you look at it, the group with 190 wins, 2,000 Ks, 2,300 innings, 350 starts and an ER less than 3.4. Uh, the pitchers who have this are Scherzer, Verlander, Clemens, Randy Johnson, Pedro, Maddox, Kershaw, Halliday, and Wayno. I, I mean, you're talking, that's elite categories that? that he's in, in the highest realm. Well, the last thing I'll say okay. to make my case, <laughs> I talked about that 10-year period. That's kind of that Sandy Koufax thing that everybody talks about. What were his best 10 years? From 2006 to 2015, he was 119 and 66 with a 2.96 ERA. The only pitcher who was better than him that had over a thousand innings, as you said before, was Clayton Kershaw. So we're not Um, talking about just top 20. We're not talking about just top five. In his 10-year period, he was the second best pitcher in baseball. I mean, you know, can put him. You know, hold on. You know, can put him over the top. 
they pitch as well this year and also and pitch as well in the World Series and they win a World Series ring. Then Agreed. if 100%. that happens, he's in. So I think we'll see a narrative shift if that were to happen. I think he's in anyway. I I, I hate this whole first ballot thing. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just think when you're telling that story of that 10 years, 10 to 15 years, and you're talking pitchers, Adam Wainwright's one of the top five guys you're going to talk about. That's what I'll say. I mean, yeah, but. I and all the other ones are going to be Hall of Famers. Roy Halladay's Hall of Famer. Yeah, but my, but I, I mean, you can say that you believe he should be, but also know how the voters vote and say he might not be. It's a very fair point. It's a very all fair right, point. You want to move on? Yeah. Uh, can I get to a couple of things? Because I know there's a couple of things you want to talk about. Yeah. I just want to hit because we talked about it last time. Uh, we talked about the pitch clock. I don't want to spend a lot of time with it, but you and I kind of gave our thoughts. By the way, become a big fan of it only over four games. Also, by the way, Cardinals are three and one, probably going to win 120 games in the regular season. So there we go. They're uh, using up all their runs, Dad. <laughs> they got that damn Jeff Albert guy out of St. Louis, and now they're hitting. I'll tell you. Here what. we go. Here we go. <laughs> and, and also, um, finally, they got that Maddox guy out also. So look at this now. They're on well, the actually, way. Honestly, I'm kind of turning against Craig, um, Mike Maddox, to be honest. Oh, no. Uh, it turns out that he was, like, heavily against analytics for a while, and I don't like that. I'm not surprised by that. So are you, like, are you surprised he's by with, that? No, but that means it's a good idea that he's no longer right, here. Right, 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 right. Maybe that's why um, they were behind the eight ball and strikeouts. For those who don't know, last year when they went to the pitch clock in the minor leagues, it shaved off 25 minutes of the game. Um, yeah. So far in spring yeah. training this year, the average game is gone. Uh, the average game last year was uh, three three hours and seven minutes. We are down 23 minutes right now. Um, Short sample now, size, but yes. Everybody wants to say, oh, well, come on, that's – 23 minutes. You don't go for a baseball game for a, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Okay. What, what they, and I heard, I, I don't remember who I heard say this, but it made so much sense because I have kind of said this as well. You're not getting rid of 23 minutes. You're getting rid of 23 minutes that where they were standing around doing absolutely nothing. They're now doing something which is better for the pace of play. It's better for hitters. It's better for pitchers. It's better. You, how many times have you heard me say, I would not want to play defense behind this guy who takes forever to throw a fucking pitch. Yeah. Like and I the think 23 minutes is you're not losing 23 minutes of your life, guys. You're getting 23 minutes of action. Yeah. More importantly than any of what you just said about the players, it's better for fans and it's going to be more intriguing for fans. Bottom line, that's what matters is get more fans to watch baseball. That's a good thing. It's more money in. It's better for everyone. So I we'll see how it plays out. There are some kings I'd like to see them iron out. I think it seems a little fast to 15 seconds. I would like to see it maybe be 18. Yeah, I think that I think that three that. seconds would make the would make a bigger difference than you think. Um, but yeah, like I'm okay with the, the thing that bothers me. Everybody's playing by the same Hold rules. On. Hold on, stop. But still, no, you don't ah. want to rush people. You don't Hold want to rush. Stop. You then let me finish what I'm saying before you talk. You were done talking. I wasn't. You don't want to rush people. This is a pitcher's clock, not a hitter's clock. And the person you seem to be rushing the most are the hitters. When the, all they want have they been saying is they want more balls and play and more action. They probably don't rush the people that are the ones trying to put the ball in play i understand that i'm okay with 15 i'm gonna be okay if they went to 18 what i will tell you is i'm a fan of it i think it speeds the game up tonight tonight it, to be honest at college level it's 20 seconds can i this is the one thing this is the last thing i want to say on it because i know we talked about it last time yeah i just put wanted to throw rule, out some things if you're gonna put in new rules you um you have to be able to adjust and not just say they're written in stone if there's something that needs to be adjusted or fixed with any of these rules, they need to be willing to do that. That's all I want to say. I agree. I think every rule they've put in, it, put, put in, put in, put in this year is better for the game of baseball. 
The bigger bases yeah. is fine. I have no problem with that. It's a safety thing. It also increases stolen bases and, and other plays, whatever. Fine with that. Uh, I'm glad the shift is gone. I know people will be like, oh, hit the ball where it's pitched. Well, that's nobody even takes that take seriously anymore. Um, so also, I, I'm a big fan of the pitch clock. Like I said, tonight at the college game, I noticed 20 seconds. Very rarely was it ever to five. So I did notice that, like, the college game moving very quickly. Um, it was only three hours right, because they pitched, like, 18 guys. It's kind of been the same in the big leagues. I haven't – there's very few times there's been a couple of violations. Gio had one, but that was also – he was running for, he was like Shocker. backing up third base. Well, he was also backing up third base trying to catch his breath. Yeah. Things like that. That needs to be adjusted. There's no reason a pitcher should have to sprint to first base, sprint back, and then be ready to throw. Like, that's a feel, I think. Like, you can adjust these rules. But Common once again, sense, this, right. this is the first time. This is the first time they're putting this in. Um, they're going to adjust it. This isn't how it's always going to look. Look at the NFL. They've adjusted things. You can't challenge, throw, be, do a coach's challenge within two minutes. You have to do it with the booth. They change, they change rules. It will change. It won't be this forever. So I like yeah. it so far. We'll see how it goes. Game this week was played in what, two hours and four minutes? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great training game too. Those are normally, yeah. those normally last longer. So. Yep. Sorry. I just wanted to get that in because we had talked about the pitch clock last week. And um, now that I've kind of seen it a little bit more, I just kind of wanted to hit on that. Uh, I just think that 23 minute argument, I think that's a great thing for base, major league baseball. That's what that's I'll good. say. Yeah, it's good. You all right? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to take over there because I know I said, you, you said. I said, yeah, it's good. And then I figured you had yeah. something else to say. Do you have anything No, else? I'm done. Okay, well. <laughs> no, no I, was, I was done. I thought I you like, froze. I, thought I didn't know froze. what to do. I thought you froze. I didn't know what to do. Okay. Hey, guys, this is fantastic journalism right here. So shout out to us. Oh, all right, so. Well, go ahead. Are you, what? What do you want? I just wanted to give you a shout out. Uh, just to give Caleb a shout out. Tell everybody who you're having lunch with tomorrow. Oh, oh, God damn it. Why do you do this? We'll leave. But I, I don't know why you have to, like, embarrass me like I'm a child. Oh, hold on. <laughs> One, why would it be? Why are you embarrassed to go have lunch because with Because it was I'm like, big... I don't need a pat on the back. I kind of, I wanted to get into oh, oh, hold on. Fuck off. Everyone who watches this podcast <laughs> I don't want knows from way you. better than that. I don't no want one from pats you. themselves on. No one needs more pats on the back than you. No, I only want it from myself. I don't want it from you. Well, I gave you one. Okay, so well, don't get used to it, but shout I out to having, you. That's awesome. Yeah, I it can't is. wait. What are you going to order? I, I don't know, and I, I I haven't gone yet, so I don't really know what to say about it. Do you know where you're going for lunch? No. Canes or Chick-fil-A? My professor – no, I'm not waiting in the Canes line again. That place is packed because they don't have many Canes up here in Northern Illinois. Oh. But, um, yeah, I don't know. My professor emailed me and said that – he asked me if I wanted to go to it, so I said yes, and now I don't really – and he hasn't emailed me back, I don't think, yet. So I honestly don't know where I'm going and when I'm going. So okay. we'll see. We'll see. Well, next pod, I can't wait to hear. Yeah. Um, you're gonna get Sorry to embarrass you. If you're going to keep doing this, I'm going to leave. Can you stop? We're going to get into Wilson Contreras because. Um, please, please. Cubs fans, along with um, Nash. Yeah, just Cubs fans, actually, and Cubs media. Because I, I stumbled into a, a black hole on on youtube yesterday of cubs media that was bashing wilson Contreras. for those of you who haven't seen it i'm assuming most of you have he had an interview on the first spring training game where he said the cardinals organization is way better than the cubs organization and um that everything's more professional they likes it more things that you would expect someone who doesn't like the cubs organization any longer to say my take on this he told you what he is he said he wants his team to love him he wants everybody else to hate him 
Well, he's not the Cubs. He's not the Cubs anymore. So he's now getting them to hate him. Alongside the fact that there was an article that came out with Ken Rosenthal with some anonymous source. I, I don't know who the I may put your name on it, you coward. But anyway, anonymous source that was calling out his work ethic said that he doesn't do what David Ross wanted. Um, and David Ross didn't want him around anymore, basically. David Ross comes out and says he doesn't know who said that, but it's not true. I, I don't know, but somehow that got out there. He seemed Wilson seems hurt by it, like I imagine most people would be. Um, and now it's turned to the Cubs fans saying one, that they're glad he's not there anymore, and two that he's like whining and that he's backstabbing them and that, and they're just like trashing them all over the place. And I, I don't know. I kind of want to defend him for a second because I yeah. think my, my main, sorry, I know I'm going on a monologue, but I have one more thing that I want to add. No, no, no. Go for um, it, man. Hey. Anyway, I, I, I think any organization like the Chicago Cubs that tears it down like they did with Wilson Contreras there over the last two years, that is so poorly run and is the one of the biggest markets in the entire sport and wants to act like they're the Tampa Bay Rays, that they shouldn't be talking about anybody's work ethic in a season where all of his best friends was, were traded, where his name was dangled out there for months, where he was almost traded, and then it got nixed, where they basically didn't – they gave him one contract extension, um, it, I, like a, I guess a proposal or a talk with him in 2018 for six years, $24 million, and didn't ever try and bring him back after that. I don't think that organization has a single leg to stand on to go out there and now start bashing Wilson Contreras. And I think it's pathetic, just like that organization. Um, That's what I have I'm going to clarify something for you. That anonymous source was Ali Marmol. Um, what better way to get him fired up for an okay. incredible run? No, it wasn't. Because Ken Rosenthal wouldn't insane. put that out. You're insane. Look, might have been Yachty. Might have been one of those guys. Let's go ahead and, hey, a guy who doesn't really need a fire lit underneath him anyway, the way he plays, let's go ahead and light one and get hit. Let's, let, I mean, we're going to see the That's best. That's not what happened. Can... Stop spreading theories and go with what I actually said that was the fact of it. <laughs> you get so butthurt. Because I, oh. I wanted to bring something up to you, and now you're going with some fan theory that you just made up. In five <laughs> it wasn't days. a fan theory. It's a joke. Like, I, I am on 100% in agree on board with the Wilson Contreras signing. I cannot wait. My jersey's on its way. It should be here any day now. I cannot wait for him to be a Cardinal. I mean, how, how awesome would it be if it was Ali or Yachty? I, over under 0.5. I mean, yes, that would be funny, but also um, kind of shitty to put Wilson in that headspace of being sad. But <laughs> anyway, I, I think over under 0.5. Um, benches clearing slightly argumentative incidents between Wilson and a couple over next year. Over, yeah, I think over by maybe two. Yeah, I think it might be a yeah. couple of them. Over. Um, I just I think it's so shitty. This was the this was the narrative around Ryan O'Reilly. They called him a, a, an organization sinker when he was in Buffalo when they were just god awful every year. He comes to St. Louis, wins a championship, and I got one more thing to say about this, and then we can move on because I have one more guy I want to talk about, but. I was going through, everyone wants to talk about Dexter Fowler when we talk about Cubs coming to St. Louis. But I, I think we can just get that one out of the way. And I want to talk about Bruce Suter. I want to talk about Lou Brock. And I want to talk about, who, name me another one, because that sounds better. Name me, I want three. Who's another good one that came over here? Lee Smith. Lee, that, that's the one actually, yeah. Lee Smith. I want to talk about those three. They all three won World Series here, right? Was Lee Smith on the Lee 85 Lee Smith team? did not. He was on the 1985. Oh, they lost the World Series. They did not. Win. Why you got to go there? Like there was no need for sorry, that. Sorry. That's still I'm hurts. in 1982. I'm in 1982. We did win uh, that World Series, by the way, but Don Dinkinger saw it a different way. Yeah. Okay. So he did not win a World Series here, but the other two did. So I'm going to remember those two. I think Wilson's primed to have a massive year, and I think the Cubs are going to um, 
feel his wrath when we play him. All they right. deserve it because they're All a right. shitty organization that's now talking out their ass because they let their best player leave. Yeah, what else are they? I mean, but what else are they gonna like? You know, it's sour grapes. I don't know. Don't leak stupid shit about him. Well, I agree. Good obviously, ethic. obviously. But are you shocked? Like, are you shocked? And like, then you got not. all these Cubs fans. The thing that pisses me off more, these Cubs fans thinking that the Cubs know better about who to acquire than the Cardinals do. What fantasy world do, or do you live in? That the, I don't trust the Cubs for anything. Did, did, did they, was Anthony Rizzo also? He didn't work hard. Bryant, Baez, Schwarber, who they non-tendered, and then he hit 40 home runs. Oh, oh, the Cubs. Okay, the Cubs let him go, so he, there must have been a reason. No, they're just a bad organization, and I hate them. How many Dr. Peppers have you had tonight? I haven't had any, but normally I'm like a mal-tempered when it comes to the Cubs, but that really pissed me off because they don't run their organization well. They act like a small market team, and then they stay, try to stand on some sort of like throne because they let a guy go because Jan Gomes had a, a – pitchers had a better ERA thrown to Jan Gomes. Okay, enjoy Jan Gomes and Tucker Barnhart. They sit on a throne of lies. They do. There's, God, I can't stand them, dude. I see All right, so, so that's what we've got right there. Ollie Marmol's lighting fires underneath <laughs> – Wilson Contreras. I don't think he got. needs to. I don't think he needs to. Um, Caleb's getting chicken strips tomorrow with Will Leach. Wayne knows going to the Hall of Fame. Right, Pitch Nolan Gorman. Good. What else you Nolan, got? Nolan Gorman. This is where I want to end it today. Oh um, my guy, my guy. Nolan Gorman. I I have watched all, um, every single inning that's been available for me to watch, and I've listened to the other ones. Yeah, because I have. A, You're I not going to see it tomorrow either. I'll listen to it. I have to listen to Mike Claiborne. Okay. Shout out, Mike. Um, that's what I'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway, no, um, I have watched just about every inning. The three most impressive players, we talked about Jordan Walker already, because that guy, I mean, he just seems as advertised, if we're being honest. Um, Brendan Donovan, he's just smoking the shit out of the ball. You know, Homer the dead Two center. Jacks. You know, Homer the dead yep. center the other day. That was incredible. But the guy that's impressed me the most, I think, um, has been Nolan Gorman. Um, we're talking about the high fastball hitting, and he did get a hit off of Johnny Quaid on a high fastball. I want to see that play out a little bit before I give him a ton of credit for that because I want to see how him now focusing on high fastballs impacts the rest of the pitches he's going to see. Because if you get too high fastball conscious, that's going to open you up to change ups and other things that may they may expose you with. So I want to see that play out for a full season before I say anything about that. But the thing that's impressed me the most about him, his defense looks phenomenal. To the right side, he's ranging. He's made two. He made a glove flip double play like he was Colton Wong. He made a great like Jeter esque throw. The guy was safe, but it was a great it was a great play. Um, he looks way more athletic. He looks he look he looks like he got somehow like um quicker and more agile, but also way bigger. Like he looks jacked, but he also somehow that turned into him getting faster. I don't really know how, but I th- I I think if I'm picking a breakout candidate for the year, I think that's my pick. All right. I, first of all, you know how much I love that guy. The first thing I said when I saw Nolan Gorman, like it live in person, um, was holy shit, that kid is a fucking yeah. athlete. Like you could just, you can tell, like obviously you can tell. And, and that was like, I bet he can, I guarantee he can dunk a, a basketball. I guarantee he was probably a stud in football or, or soccer, whatever he played. You can just tell. And he's got the shorter hair now a little bit. And he just, he looks different. He looks happy. He looks, he looks like confident. the way to the world. He does. He looks, he looks really confident. And, and can I be man, honest with oh you? Man, I think how, how big is that? I think a lot of the a lot of the pressure going towards Jordan Walker might be good for Gorman. He might. I think he's going to be one of those guys. Everyone talks about Lars Newbar and Jordan Walker, two guys I very much believe will have good years. But I think Nolan Gorman is going to slide under the radar. And what have we realized as Cardinal fans? The people we think are going to break out 
It's normally somebody else. Like last year, it was everyone expected mm-hmm. Dylan Carlson to do it. Everyone expected, you know, Nolan Gorman to come up and do it. He had a good year, but who did it? It was Brendan Donovan and Lars Newpark. Two guys nobody thought that was going to happen with, except for, I mean, if anyone told you they thought that, they're either lying or they have like a crystal ball. So I, I think right. Nolan Gorman is going to be the guy that kind of goes under the radar. And then we look up and we're like, man, this guy is 30 jacks, you know, and um, so that's my breakout candidate for the my year. Team. I'm locking, I'm locking you know it in. All right. And you know why it's my dream even more, right? Like, you know, my, like I'm petty, like very, I'm very petty when it comes to a lot of things. And I get so tired of the people who act like they're smarter than everyone else, but probably either one never played a day in their life or obviously never played past middle school, most likely, or out there critiquing Nolan Gorman and telling everybody what he is as a player. So, you know, that my pettiness and those receipts are going to come out like, and I will be, I get it because he does have, he does have some, concerning things that he needs to fix but what 22 year old doesn't like let's ceiling, be honest, like, dude. We, like we talk about these guys and it's like yeah Juan Soto Bryce Harper Manny Machado and Mike Trout we're as complete of 22 year old players as you can find well that's that's where the list really ends like Julio Rodriguez is it those five like it's hard to be a 22 year old in the big leagues most guys Brendan Donovan was a rookie at 25 last year right Nolan Gorman is going to the second year at the age of 23 and he works his ass off from everything I've heard. Like they asked Ollie on the first day, they said, Hey, I know it's early, but who's the guy that you've noticed did everything you ask? And he said, Nolan Gorman. So if you don't want to root for that guy, the guy that takes right. everything he's told and internalizes it and goes and does his best to do everything they said, I don't know what, I don't know what you want, but also we talked about this a couple of times last year. He's been a guy that's come up to a new level, done well at start. They've kind of exposed him. Um, they found a hole. And then he does his best to minimize that hole and he thrives the next season. He's done that at every level. So I don't see why that trend can't continue. And all sides are pointing towards he's doing it right now. You you know, my feelings about Nolan Gorman. I love the guy. I, I've been a massive fan. I cannot wait to see the season play out for him. And I hope nothing but success for that dude. I am such a big fan. I'm so tired of the people who think they know who he is at 22 years old. Like guys get a fucking life. That's all I'll say to you people. Also like, I also want to say one last thing and then we can get out of here because it's getting late. This is, this is completely different because I do want to say your thoughts of Brendan Donovan batting eighth, not happening. No. That guy's batting no. leadoff every day. I think so. But Lars could hit eighth. No. He'll bat sixth or second. Well, we'll see what Jordan Walker, your best Tyler O'Neill, and Brendan. And- I know you want this like magical world, but you're not batting your two left-handed hitters first and eighth. That's not happening. Why? Okay, well, we'll see how it plays out. But I'm just saying, as of right now, that theory is out the window. It's not probably, think, probably not going to happen. I, I mean, I, Nolan Gorman would be in that lineup for me as well. So that's another lefty. I'm, you know what? They should they should bet him lead off. That'd be fun. Oh, geez. That would, that would, that's like Schwarber. That was, I mean, that's what Philly does. Yeah. No, they're not. A um, couple things I would do want to say before we get out of here uh, that I forgot and I meant to say last time, but I did forget. A couple shout outs. Battle Hawks. Call 2-0. And St. Louis City, first game ever played, goes down to Austin and wins. Um, also, shout out to the Ranch House, my absolute favorite bar in the world. A very good friend of mine, Johnny Van Bikitos, who owns it, has kind of done a really, not kind of, has done a great job of turning that almost into a soccer bar. Not a lot of those in Godfrey, Illinois, or anywhere near there. And it has been, like, he did it for the World Cup. Very, shit, send me pictures, packed for the game. Love to see that. Asked him what jersey I should order. He said he didn't know yet. So I'm going to have to get one soon. I heard that Klaus guy is good. Oh, hey, I, I I'm don't know. don't know shit about the MLS, but I heard Austin was one of the best teams in in, in the league. And we to go on the road and beat them, I think they're like, I think 
um, um, City was plus 500 betting odds going into oh, that no. game, and they won Haven't three gotten, two. Need to get into that. Did really well in the World Cup. Might as well get I into did, the I did. I did. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you knew this, but I did watch the second half. I didn't. I did not know that, and I did not I did. watch it. But that's all. Awesome. It was on, so I, I was like, I'm, I'm so excited for our city. Um, yeah, it's awesome. And Battlehawks, I just, I good AJ for AJ McCarron, baby. Good for AJ McCarron. He has a really cool story. If you want to go look at it about why he's playing again, because his daughter. I, I mean, I don't know if the daughter or son. I shouldn't say that. His kid wants to watch him play, and he mm-hmm. could have made more money, and he could have still been a backup in the NFL, but he wanted to play for um, his child. Really cool story. Good for him. Um, I'm glad football's back in St. Louis. I just can't get into it. I, I just don't understand all the rules yet. Like all but the, cool, the rock did it points. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. The, the hey, rock's pump up speech was not great. Yes. No, well, and they usually <laughs> are like, they're usually really was, good. Well, it was like two, it was too WWE, but it was real life. Well, and it was I like, mean, what do you hold on? Work. What did you I, expect? And well, nobody cuts a I promo like the rock. Like, I get why, but when you're not doing it in the WWE, it doesn't hit the same way. I don't know. It was pretty good. Super Bowl when he did the Rams Super Bowl pump up speech. That was good. Gross. Dude's arms are like this big. He's massive. All right. You got anything else? No, that was it. That was pretty good. Okay. Um, Watch Jordan Walker this weekend with no games on until Sunday. That's bullshit, right? Yeah. But um, guys are gone. Lars Nupar is in Japan. Tommy Edmonds in Korea. Really cool video. I'm um, circle, circling out there of him being met at the airport with a bunch of fans with Cardinal gear on. Yep. So in South Korea, that's awesome. Good for him. I'm happy for him. Um. And Lars Newbar is going to play a lot in Japan. Not good news to say Suzuki is hurt and not participating. Right. But that, but that does open up some playing time. So I think Lars Newbar will be playing a lot over there, which is great. Sucks for Seiya. I don't like seeing that. But um, yeah. So also, that, that's what's going on. Not much. Also, really bummed for Gavin Lux. Yeah, that really sucks, man. Really bummed for him. I like. Him. I'm a fan of his. I'm a fan. Um, of him. Really wanted to see him get a full year, and that that just that it never, just sucks. Like never want to see anybody get hurt. But I feel like as fans, we kind of. And I know we got to get out of here, but I think as fans, we kind of say injuries happen because we get used to it. But for Gavin Lux, that's a year of his career. He just yep. lost and will never get back. And I think as as people that aren't in that situation, um, that's a year that he really could have used to one up his value on the market, then just set a legacy. He's now not able to do that, and I can't imagine how su- how much that sucks. So I, I mean, I hope he's doing all right. That that Same. really sucks. Same. Um, yeah. So also uh, four weeks till opening day. Uh, I will repeat it again. I don't. I think we are going to have meaningful baseball now every month until December. Yeah. I don't know that, but I think <laughs> that's what we're going to have. Give or take a month. <laughs> and let's hope that we have that here in St. Louis. I mean, what yes. better way to send Wayno out than with twelve and twenty three? That's what we that, That's the goal. It's gonna be how long are we gonna do the 12 inch shit? We did that's been going since 12 and 12. So until we get it, I think until <laughs> so, we get it. I, I hope it doesn't come. I, I just remember, I remember 11 and 11. Come back around to 12 and 12. That's all I remember. I remember 11 and 11. So we're, we're yeah. just gonna keep going with 12. Yeah. And I'm just hoping we 12. don't get to 21 12 and we're still saying 12 and 12. Well, I won't be, <laughs> we, but we somebody will be. Um, anyway, right, here we go. Uh, listen, enjoy the weekend. Ha- how's the weather up there? Good, actually, really nice. Yeah, eighty-five and beautiful down here. It was so 65. enjoy, and it, great. That's awesome. Uh, if you get a chance, watch some baseball. I I know that if you're not watching, um, the Cardinals because they're not on until Sunday. Check out some college baseball if you have ESPN Plus. Uh, there's also a lot of softball games on there. Caleb and I enjoy the girls' softball as well. So college softball, very fun game to watch. Yes. But get out, get ready to watch, follow it along. Thank you so much for joining us. Hit that little subscribe button. Really appreciate you. Everybody have a fantastic week. We will talk to you soon. Go Cards.